We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Away we go. Episode 736 of the Al Galdi podcast. It is Tuesday, January 9th, 2024. Michigan is our FBS champion for the 2023 college football season. Number one, Michigan ripped. Number two, Washington. 34-13 at NRG Stadium in Houston, Texas in the college football playoff national championship game on Monday night. Was this the last game for Jim Harbaugh as Michigan head coach before a return to the NFL? Was this the last game for Jim Harbaugh before his debut as Commanders <laughs> head coach? Uh, the Commanders who, oh, by the way, now have a head coaching vacancy. Hello and welcome to this Tuesday installment of the Al Galdi podcast. Monday, a mammoth day for the commanders. Managing partner Josh Harris on Monday morning, as expected, fired head coach Ron Rivera, but unexpectedly announced the formation of an advisory committee that includes former Golden State Warriors president of basketball operations and general manager Bob Myers and former Minnesota Vikings general manager Rick Spielman. Uh, We then got a truckload of reports of head of football operations candidates and head coaching candidates who the commanders have requested to interview. And we got a press conference that was done by Josh Harris. There was a lot to take in. There is a lot to discuss. Next segment, a lengthy, in-depth, detailed conversation about all of this, including all of the key things that Josh Harris had to say. I like how Josh ended his press conference on Monday afternoon. He said, to be continued. (laughs) And he, of course, was right. This is to be continued. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. To be continued. Yes, Josh, to be continued. Uh, You know, this is an odd time for the commanders. The team on Monday afternoon actually announced some roster moves, including the releasing of tight end Curtis Hodges. But 
the team right now has no head of football operations. Like, who is making these moves? Who on Monday decided to release Curtis Hodges uh, as benign of a move that was? Uh, I will say this, and I posted this on X on Monday evening. Josh Harris employing Bob Myers and Rick Spielman as part of an advisory committee for the commander's revamping of football operations and the team requesting all of these interviews with young and rising executives and coaches are further reasons to believe that the Bill Belichick stuff is false. That the idea that Josh Harris wants New England Patriots head coach Bill Belichick as the commander's next head coach is fake news, which is what I for months have said that that is. But Josh Harris would not have formed an advisory committee. The team would not be arranging all of these interviews with all of these young and rising executives and coaches if what Josh Harris truly wanted was for Bill Belichick to be the commander's next head coach. Uh, But yes, Monday, a very big day for the commanders. One of the most important off-seasons in franchise history has begun. And we on this podcast will be chronicling and analyzing that off-season step-by-step. No podcast or show covers the commanders like this podcast does. New episode out each weekday with each episode out oh so early each weekday morning. You never have to wonder when the next episode of this podcast is coming out. Also on the show, we'll talk some Wizards off a 136-128 loss to the Oklahoma City Thunder at Capital Winner on Monday night and a surprising roster move by the Wizards late night on Monday night. You can hit me up on X at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Email from Josh who sent me a photo of his son's jersey for the Commander's season-ending 38-10 loss to the Dallas Cowboys at FedEx Field on Sunday. And the jersey was a number 11 Commander's jersey with the name Fromm written above the 11. Uh, Thank you for the email, Josh. Uh, Well, we did not see Jake Fromm on Sunday. We did not have to see Jake Fromm on Sunday. The team uh, lost just fine without him. Uh, He was the commander's QB2 for Sunday, by the way. Jacoby Brissett was inactive for a second consecutive game, although he was listed as a full participant for each of the team's final two practices last week off being inactive for the 27-10 loss to the San Francisco 49ers at FedEx Field on New Year's Eve afternoon due to a hamstring injury. And another, by the way, uh, how about the previous commander's quarterback to wear number 11? Carson Wentz. Commander Carson. (laughs) Uh, I actually was happy to see him do well in his start for the Los Angeles Rams in their 21-20 win at the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday. I know that the game did not mean much with each team already in the postseason, but this was Carson's first NFL game since his horrendous performance in the Commanders 24-10 loss to the Cleveland Browns on New Year's Day 2023. And Carson on Sunday played well. He, for the game, registered a total QBR per ESPN of 90.3. That's outstanding. QBR is on a scale of 0 to 100. You know, you see what Rams head coach and, of course, former Redskins offensive coordinator Sean McVay was able to do with Carson Wentz. And you have to wonder, how come we didn't see more of that with Carson on the Commanders? But Commander Carson uh, was back in full effect. 
Uh, I have received multiple emails regarding both the Commanders uh, and my wife being a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Uh, email from Dr. CCB, whose husband is a Steelers fan, writes the doctor, I'm sure that the Goldie house was on and popping. Mrs. Goldie is probably thrilled that the Steelers won and slid into the playoffs. And AG3 <laughs> is thrilled that the Skins lost and secured the second pick in the draft. What a glorious Sunday. Uh, thank you, Dr. CCB. Uh, and yes, I am AG3, Al Goldie the third. So maybe RG3 and I can uh, start a club someday. Email from Joel Chorney writes, Joel, hi Al, congratulations. Operation Loseout was a success and your beloved commanders have the number two pick in the draft. Have to believe that the new regime won't blow this one. Uh, meanwhile, hope that your wife is happy that, <laughs> that the Steelers snuck into the playoffs. But I see another one and done, especially with TJ Watt on the shelf. Look forward to your show this coming week. Should be epic with all of the expected developments. Uh, thank you for that, Joel. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know <laughs> how and why my wife became such a big topic, but uh, that's okay. Uh, she is from Pittsburgh, uh, a massive Steelers fan. Her dad uh, had season tickets for years. Steelers at the Buffalo Bills on Sunday afternoon at one in a wild card game. Uh, Steelers edge defender TJ Watt, he and their 17-10 win at the Baltimore Ravens this past Saturday suffered a knee injury. It doesn't appear to be super serious, but the expectation is that he will not play at the Bills. Uh, you know, Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin has this amazing feat of having never had a losing regular season over 17 seasons as Steelers head coach, 2007 through 2023. That really is something. But what's also true, and this is something that uh, spoiled Steelers fans like to complain about, is that the Steelers have not won a playoff game since the 2016 season. But, you know, in thinking about all of this, specific to our team, the Commanders, any notion of the Steelers firing Mike Tomlin this offseason would now seem to be gone uh, with them having made the postseason. And also, did you see this a few weeks ago? So Josh Harris, who of course was a minority owner of the Steelers, he may actually still be <laughs> a minority owner of the Steelers. Are you aware of this? NFL insider Mark Maskey of the Washington Post, he in a post on X on December 13th wrote, quote, Josh Harris and David Blitzer have not yet sold their minority shares in the Steelers. That must happen after Harris's purchase of the commanders with Blitzer among the investors, but it does not have to happen immediately under NFL rules end quote. So Josh Harris, as we speak, appears to be an owner for not one, but two NFL teams. Well, Josh Harris certainly has a lot on his plate right now. And so the last thing that he probably wants to deal with is insurance. And that's why Josh should get with BMC Insurance. If you own or run a company in Maryland, Virginia, or Washington, D.C., you can put an end to dealing with insurance by putting BMC Insurance to work for you regarding insurance for your employees. BMC Insurance can assist you with designing and implementing group benefit plans for employees. These plans include group health, dental, vision, life, and disability insurance. Go to insurancebmc.com. You'll be put in touch with the owner and president, Matt Brooks, a big Commanders fan and a loyal listener of this podcast. And make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. BMC Insurance uses cost-effective technology platforms to help employers manage employee onboarding and open enrollment periods. BMC Insurance conducts 
opened enrollment meetings with its clients' employees via Zoom, a pre-recorded webinar, or an in-person meeting. And BMC Insurance is run by people who develop relationships with the employees of its clients so that the employees go to BMC Insurance with insurance carrier claim or billing issues, not you, the employer. You see, BMC Insurance takes the insurance burden off the employee and the employer so that the employee and employer can focus on what they do for a living and not insurance. BMC Insurance advises on strategies regarding implementing new group benefit plans and implementing employer contributions to these group benefit plans. Also, BMC Insurance can assist those who do not get health and dental insurance from their employers in obtaining health and dental insurance from the Maryland Health Connection and DC Health Link. And BMC Insurance understands how federal tax credits available through the Maryland Health Connection and DC Health Link work and benefit those who are eligible. The federal open enrollment period for those purchasing health insurance for themselves runs now through January 15th. If you own or run a company in Maryland, Virginia, or Washington, D.C., there is a better way to do insurance. Let BMC Insurance take how you do insurance for your employees to an elite level for both them and you. Put BMC Insurance to work for you. Go to insurancebmc.com. Talk to Matt Brooks and make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. That's insurancebmc.com and make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. Hey, please consider following the podcast if you're not already doing that. Following the podcast is free. If you have an iPhone, you can follow the podcast simply by tapping the plus sign in the upper right corner on the page listing the recent episodes of the podcast. There is an overarching and reassuring aspect of the commander's revamping of their football operations. And that aspect is that the revamping is led by a new owner. The lead owner of our team is no longer Dan Snyder. The lead owner of our team now is Josh Harris. And while Josh being the managing partner of the team guarantees nothing in terms of success, what we already have seen since the Harris Group completed its purchase of the team last July 21st is a guy in Josh who just seems normal. (laughs) You know, Josh on Monday afternoon did a press conference that started around 1 p.m. He, during the presser, came off like a normal, rational person who just happens to be worth (laughs) billions of dollars. But Dan never came off this way. He came off as awkward. His presence seemed to always come with tension. And what he and his uh, top Football operations executives over the years, Vinny Serrano and Bruce Allen, publicly said almost always came off like corny speak. In other words, like talk that you shouldn't believe or shouldn't trust. Hey, maybe Josh Harris is just a really good liar, but so far, whenever he has spoken publicly, I've gotten an infinitely better vibe than I ever got from Dan, Vinny, or Bruce. So the expected did happen on Monday morning. Commander's head coach Rod Rivera got fired. Josh Harris on Monday morning announced that the decision had been made to, quote, 
part ways, end quote, with Ron. Uh, That announcement came at 9 a.m. Eastern on Monday. The commanders on Monday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern put out a statement from Ron. I read to you the opening portion, quote, I want every Washington fan to know how much I appreciate your unwavering support. Through all the name changes, (laughs) roster moves, non-football headlines and seasons that did not meet your expectations, you still stood by this team. We did win an NFC East title in 2020, but we fell short since then, and for that, I am truly disappointed. You are loyal, passionate fans, and I only see good things ahead for you all. End quote. Uh, Very nice. Very classy. I'm not going to talk more about Ron on this show. We've done enough talking about Ron and what went wrong during his tenure as Washington head coach. But I do certainly wish Ron the best, especially from a health standpoint. And, you know, Ron is going to be just fine. Uh, He has had a tremendous football life. He is very well regarded around the NFL. Uh, He almost certainly can continue working in football in some capacity if he wants to do so. Uh, Ron has a great family. And let's be honest, Ron has made a lot of money. The belief is that Ron is Washington head coach in the coach-centric approach, uh, had a five-year contract by which he was making between $7 million and $8 million per year. Uh, He only ended up being the team's head coach for four seasons, so he has another season's salary coming his way, unless that fifth season was not guaranteed. But uh, Ron is going to be just fine. Uh, For the record, this was Josh Harris on Monday afternoon on Ron Rivera, and whether Josh considered firing Ron during the 2023 regular season, in which the Commanders went 4-13 and with an NFL worst point differential of minus 189. Yeah, Ron's a consummate professional, right? Ron's been in the NFL for a long period of time, and I think he appreciated that uh, we weren't that the team didn't perform this year, and so I think that it was not a surprise. And I think Ron is a good person, a good man. We have a good relate. We continue to have a good relationship. Um, I think he felt um, that he was, and and I went out of my way to give him uh, the season to perform. And I think there was uh, much appreciation on all sides, and and he's moving forward. And I'm sure whatever he does with his life, uh, it'll be good and successful um obviously i think about um coaches all the time and i i don't find that um changing uh coaches in the not it's not that i've never done it but i think that uh moving uh changing coaches in the middle of the season uh isn't tremendously productive uh and i didn't think it was gonna be productive here and I had also committed um, to the city and to Ron when we showed up. We showed up on the eve of training camp, uh, and I committed to the city and to Ron that, um, that we would give this the season. That's what we did. And I personally have no problem with what Josh Harris did in having Ron Rivera be the head coach for the entirety of the Commander's abysmal 2023 season. Uh, Among the reasons that I feel that way, because Ron, in coaching the team to an abysmal 2023 season, left our team with a very precious gift, the number two overall pick in the 2024 NFL Draft. But Ron Rivera being fired was only part of the commander's news on Monday morning, because while no other commander's firings were announced, what was announced were two very interesting names coming on board. 
Josh Harris in that statement that was put out by the team at 9 a.m. Eastern on Monday announcing the firing of Ron Rivera also announced the formation of, quote, a small advisory committee to assist me in identifying two important roles for this organization, head of football operations and head coach. I have asked Mitch Rails, Irvin Magic Johnson, and David Blitzer, as well as Bob Myers and Rick Spielman, to join the advisory committee that will work with me to make the best decisions for the franchise, end quote. So Mitch Rails, Magic Johnson, and David Blitzer all are limited partners in the ownership of the Commanders. And then there are Bob Myers and Rick Spielman. Bob Myers is a fascinating and surprising hire. There may not have been a better executive in major professional sports over the last decade than Bob Myers. He's best known for having run Golden State Warriors basketball operations from April 2012 to June 2023. The Warriors during that time won four NBA titles and six Western Conference championships. But there's a lot more to Bob Myers. Basically, the guy is a freak, okay? Bob Myers was initially hired by the Warriors as assistant general manager in April 2011. He was expected to apprentice under Warriors general manager Larry Riley for a few years, but Myers was so impressive that he was promoted to GM in April 2012, just one year after being hired by the Warriors. And the Warriors in September 2016 added president of basketball operations to Myers' job title. Also, Bob Myers was a sports agent, this for Wasserman Media Group, uh, after interning with super agent Arn Tellum. Also, Bob Myers played basketball at UCLA. He initially made the team as a walk-on and was part of UCLA's 1995 National Championship team. Everything that Bob Myers touches turns to gold. Uh, Josh Harris, of course, also is the managing partner of the NBA's Philadelphia 76ers and NHL's New Jersey Devils. His connection with Bob Myers has gotten maybe the single best executive in major professional sports over the last decade to now be a part of putting together the commander's new football operations regime. This is a big time coup. Uh, As for Rick Spielman, he's best known for having been the general manager of the Minnesota Vikings from January 2012 to January 2022. Now, Rick Spielman is not viewed as some up-and-coming NFL front office mind, so what seems to be the case is that he's here to provide the football knowledge with Bob Myers providing the big picture, establishing a front office, setting an organizational culture knowledge. But here's how Josh Harris explained all of this. This was Josh's opening statement for his press conference on Monday afternoon. I think as you all have heard, we, uh, we've uh, decided to uh, part ways with Ron Rivera we, we appreciate uh, Ron's efforts and everything he did for the franchise. I mean, obviously, he came here during a tumultuous time period, the ownership change, and he really uh, added leadership. But clearly, um, <clears throat> you know, we weren't good enough this year. We didn't get it done on the field, and uh, so we've decided to go into a new direction. And I think, as you probably heard, uh, I'm going to be leading that search, both for a uh, head of football operations, as well as uh, head coach. And uh, I'm going to be assisted by uh, my partners uh, 
Irvin uh, Magic Johnson, Mitch Rails, and David Blitzer, as well as uh, a couple very well-known uh, sports executives, Bob Myers, who I've known for many years and have a tremendous amount of respect for, and uh, Rick Spielman, who obviously is a uh, <clears throat> 30-year football executive, executive of the year, uh, obviously 10 years with the Vikings. Um, you know, obviously Bob Meyer. Bob Myers built one of the amazing uh, sports teams of the last decade in the Golden State Warriors. Uh, they were tough to compete with, so I got to know him. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, even though uh, this season uh, was uh, hard for me and hard for us, it was hard, it's hard to win four games. Uh, from my point of view, we are coming out of this with um, poised for a great future. Uh, a lot of uh, draft capital, a lot of cap space, uh, and uh, I'm lucky enough to be supported by an amazing ownership group. And obviously, we think we're an attractive destination for 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 the next generation of leadership. And so, what, what I'm this is probably amongst the m most important jobs I have as a managing partner. And uh, it's important that I do this personally and get this right, and that we bring in the right leadership. So what we heard right there from Josh Harris were a few things. We heard accountability. We heard leadership. And we also heard a recognizing of the moment. What Josh Harris and his crew are doing here, putting together a new football operations regime for the commanders, is so important. I mean, this really is massive. This is the true beginning of the Josh Harris Group's ownership tenure of the Commanders. This is the setting of the tone for the franchise moving forward. This is the attempt to fix the most important thing that an NFL team does, player personnel, which has been broken for our team for years. But there's also this. Josh Harris on the very first full day of the Commanders 2024 offseason, having Bob Byers and Rick Spielman ready to go. That so communicates that Josh has been preparing for this revamping of Commanders football operations and has been planning for this revamping of Commanders football operations and has been proactive. Heck, the Commanders on Monday morning even put out statements from Myers and Spielman. And then we have this, the avalanche of head of football operations candidates and head coaching candidates who the commanders already are lining up to interview, including perhaps the single most coveted potential head of football operations in the NFL, San Francisco 49ers assistant general manager, Adam Peters. Uh, more on what's going on between the commanders and Peters in moments, but a huge time for commanders news has begun. And so make sure that you're listening to this podcast. And if you're on Instagram, make sure that you're following at WSH on the daily. WSH on the daily just started in 2021 and yet has more than 24,000 followers and is literally daily. 
Uh, the page is updated every day. News notes, reports, photos, graphics. Uh, WSH on the Daily on Instagram is a page that properly sources and vets its news and information and doesn't just post anything that anyone says. WSH on the Daily is a great place at which you can converse with other Commanders fans regarding the team, the draft, free agency, and trades. WSH on the Daily responds to every single DM. WSH on the Daily is a page at which you can have fun, including the contest Name That Redskin and Free Wallpaper Wednesday. And WSH on the Daily always has a great, fresh look. If you're on Instagram, check out at WSH on the Daily. And check out at WSH on the Daily's online shop. WSH on the daily.com. Some outstanding gear, shirts, hoodies, excellent material, modern look. Uh, these are breathable and comfortable clothes, and they come with all kinds of looks. Some of the more popular shirts are those with the phrase fight for old DC. For smart, informative, fun, and engaging commander's content, check out at WSH on the daily on Instagram. And for great merch, check out WSH on the daily. So Adam Peters, his name has been a hot name in the NFL for a while now. He last offseason reportedly turned down interview requests from the Arizona Cardinals and Tennessee Titans. Uh, There is a belief that he wants to stay with the Niners in order to succeed president of football operations and general manager John Lynch. But we on Monday learned via multiple reports that the commanders have requested to interview Peters and will be interviewing Peters this week. Uh, The interview will be on Tuesday or Wednesday, according to NFL insider Albert Breer of the MMQB. Adam Peters agreeing to be interviewed by the commanders this week certainly speaks to the attractive nature of the commanders with their draft capital and salary cap space and new ownership. But Peters agreeing to be interviewed by the commanders this week also appears to be a function of Bob Myers. I read to you this post on X from NFL insider Mike Garofolo of NFL Network and NFL.com on Monday afternoon. Quote, Bob Myers and Adam Peters go way back, both UCLA alums. They've had a relationship for quite some time. Peter's definitely a strong candidate for the commander's GM job, end quote. So how about that? Just like that, Josh Harris employing Bob Myers may have already paid off big time. Heck, perhaps Josh employing Myers was all about it. Adam Peters. But whatever the case, everything that we're talking about here screams (laughs) that Josh Harris has been planning and preparing for this revamping of Commander's football operations. Everything that we're talking about here screams that we and Josh Harris finally have a professional, intelligent adult (laughs) as the lead owner of our football team. Uh, While we're talking, Adam Peters, let's address these commanders candidates. Uh, It was not long after we learned of Ron Rivera being fired on Monday morning that we were flooded with reports of the commanders having requested permission to interview a number 
of head of football operations candidates and head coaching candidates. Uh, Now, there are rules about interviewing these candidates. Uh, The NFL recently sent teams a memo detailing the rules for hiring heads of football operations and head coaches as the rules have changed for this year. Here's what you need to know. A, teams have been allowed since the regular season to conduct in-person or virtual interviews with internal candidates or candidates not employed by an NFL team. B, specific to interviewing a candidate for a head of football operations position, an NFL team on Monday, January 8th, was allowed to begin requesting interviews with what the NFL calls non-primary football executives employed by other NFL teams. C, specific to interviewing a candidate for head coach, an NFL team on Monday, January 8th, was allowed to begin requesting interviews with people employed by other NFL teams, but the interviews must be conducted virtually prior to the conclusion of divisional round playoff games on Sunday, January 21st. Also, interviews with candidates employed by NFL teams that did not make the NFL playoffs this season are prohibited until the third day after the employer club's Week 18 game. Uh, There are other rules, but these are the basic ones. As far as candidates for head of football operations for the commanders, uh, those who the commanders reportedly have requested to interview include San Francisco 49ers Assistant General Manager Adam Peters, Philadelphia Eagles Assistant General Manager Alec Halaby, Chicago Bears Assistant General Manager Ian Cunningham, Cleveland Browns Assistant General Manager and Vice President of Player Personnel Glenn Cook, and Kansas City Chiefs Assistant General Manager Mike Borgonzi. I have to tell you, I love this list. The list reads like a who's who of young, up-and-coming, intelligent NFL executives. Uh, The two who I like the most are Adam Peters and Alec Halaby, but there are things to like about all of these guys. I also uh, would think that the commanders have interest in Baltimore Ravens Director of Player Personnel Joe Hortiz. Uh, His name has come up a bunch. Uh, As far as candidates for head coach for the commanders, uh, those who the commanders reportedly have requested to interview include Dallas Cowboys Defensive Coordinator Dan Quinn, Houston Texans offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick, who was a low-level assistant for the Redskins for the 2010 through 2013 seasons. Detroit Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson. Lions defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn. Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald. Ravens assistant head coach slash defensive line coach Anthony Weaver. Los Angeles Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris, who was the Redskins defensive backs coach for the 2012 through 2014 seasons. Also, Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh. The commanders per NFL insider Jordan Schultz of Bleacher Report are interested in Jim Harbaugh. Schultz on Monday morning reported that commanders advisory committee member Bob Myers has reached out to Harbaugh's agent Don Yee. Uh, interesting that so many of these head coaching candidates are coaches with primarily defensive backgrounds when the trend for the NFL for years now has been hiring head coaches with primarily offensive backgrounds. I would prefer that the next commander's head coach is someone with primarily an offensive background. But taking a step back, the commanders on the first full day of their 2024 offseason putting in all of these requests 
for interviews. This is yet another sign of Josh Harris having a plan for this ultra-important revamping of Commander's football operations. But what about Bob Myers and Rick Spielman? Are they themselves candidates? Are they with the Commanders just for now or for longer than just now? Josh Harris on Monday afternoon on why he is incorporating Bob Myers and Rick Spielman in this search for a new football operations regime and on whether Myers and Spielman might have roles with the commanders beyond this search. Yeah, so um, obviously I'll start with Bob. Um, you know, Bob, Bob Myers is a winner. Like who wouldn't want him uh, on your uh, team trying to help your franchise? He knows how to identify talent. He knows how to build winning franchises, winning cultures. I mean, he's obviously not a football person. He's not been around football, but he's an amazing sports executive, and I'm you know, really happy to have him helping. Uh, he'll be around uh, as an advisor to me. Uh, he's not going to be involved with X's and O's, uh, but he'll be involved through the search process and beyond you know, as it relates to uh, the Washington commanders helping us uh, build uh, – a, uh, an amazing franchise, an amazing culture, and a winning culture. Uh, obviously, Rick Spielman brings a wealth of football knowledge, uh, the ins and outs of football. Uh, he did, he was executive of the year with the Vikings, you know, with many other teams, and kind of brings that knowledge of football that you need, you know, when you're interviewing uh, candidates. Uh, and so he's going to be helping us through the search process, and we'll see after that. I don't, uh, I'm not sure. So interesting that Josh Harris was noncommittal on whether Rick Spielman might have a role with the commanders beyond this search for a new football operations regime. Bob Myers is an NBA guy. It's hard to see him being with the commanders beyond this search, but Rick Spielman could be another story. Although, as I hit on earlier, Spielman doesn't exactly fit the motif of what you think that Josh Harris, who's big on analytics, is looking for in a major front office executive. This was Josh on Monday afternoon on what he is looking for in candidates for the commander's new football operations regime and what he's thinking in terms of the structure of that regime. Yeah, so we're looking for the uh, best uh, people to build an elite franchise that's going to uh, consistently compete and win championships. So that's kind of our goal. In terms of the structure, uh, obviously, I start with talent. You want the best talent. Uh, and sometimes, you know, you let the talent just, you know, just sort of influence the structure. But my orientation, obviously, is that. Um, being uh, a, the head of football operations, being in essence the, in that lead role, that's an 80-hour-a-week job. Uh, being a head coach, that's an 80-hour-a-week job. Um, I think there are two roles there. Um, and so I think it's harder. I mean, it, there are certainly individuals that control everything. Uh, I think it's increasingly hard. So my orientation is not to do that. But on the other hand, uh, I'm going to let, you know, I'm going to really be somewhat flexible around talent. So that's kind of how I'm going to think about it, and I hope that answer your question a bit. I did like what we heard from Josh Harris right there regarding the commander's football operation structure. You start with the talent. In other words, you start with who you're hiring, and 
You perhaps let that talent influence the structure, but Josh's inclination, his orientation, as he likes to say, is to have a separation of player personnel control and head coach. And I do think that that is the right orientation. Uh, It's worth noting this, and you know, there over the last few days has been so much out there on the commanders that it has been easy for things to get lost in the shuffle. But Ron Rivera in a post-practice press conference this past Friday afternoon, what turned out to be his second to last press conference as commander's head coach, actually said that the expectation was that Josh Harris would be splitting player personnel control, and head coaching duties moving forward. Uh, There was no video of this press conference provided by the commanders, but Ron, per a transcript released by the team, said, quote, well, based on what I look at, what they plan to do, I believe it's really going to be the separation of the coaching and personnel. I mean, it'll be separate, and that, I think, is going to be really good, end quote. So, (laughs) Even Ron acknowledged that a separation of player personnel control and head coach was coming. What was also notable with that was that Ron, in saying that, essentially confirmed that he was about to at least be stripped of part of his duties, if not fired. And of course, Ron, on Monday morning, was fired. Uh, When it comes to the commander's next head coach, who exactly is making that call? Josh Harris on Monday afternoon on if his intention is to have a head of football operations in place and that person hires the head coach or if Josh will hire a head coach in concert with hiring a head of football operations. Yeah, so my desire is to have the head of the football operations in place and then to work to, to listen very hard to what that person wants to do in terms of the coaching staff. In other words, I think those two things have to work together. And obviously, as I've said before, um, I want to um, um, you know, get the best talent here and then hold them accountable and, um, and work with them, right? So what that person wants to do or not do is really important in our decision process. It doesn't mean that you... Um, are not involved in it, but it means that you're, you know, to a large extent, you're relying on that person to bring a series of candidates to the table. And so that would be my ideal scenario. On the other hand, <clears throat> you know, there are, uh, we have to move quickly here. So uh, it's not perfect, but that's, that's my orientation. Yeah, it is a little odd right now. We on Monday had a bunch of reports of the commanders requesting interviews for both head of football operations candidates and head coaching candidates. So the team is lining up interviews of head coaching candidates before having a head of football operations in place. But the commanders basically have to do this uh, because they otherwise risk falling behind. What about commander's assistant head coach slash offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. Josh Harris on Monday afternoon on what he thought of Eric Bieniemy's season and whether Eric is a candidate to be the team's next head coach. Yeah, so I've enjoyed working with Eric and obviously um, he's had success over the years and um, I'd say that, um, you know, I spoke to Eric today and, um, you know, he's hard at work managing our franchise and, and I look forward to um, hearing to hopefully, if I could write the script, um, having a, our senior football operations executive in place and then approaching the coaching search, search with Eric and others. 
Yeah, so that was a very savvy straddle the fence answer by Josh Harris on Eric Bieniemy. Josh complimented Eric, expressed an openness to Eric, but by no means promised anything with Eric. Uh, look, while Eric Bieniemy this season at times did well, the bottom line results were bad. The commanders for the 2023 regular season were just 26th out of 32 NFL teams in total offense per DBOA. And we have these complaints from commanders players, and it is hard to know how much stock to put into these complaints. But did you see what tight end Logan Thomas said during his postgame session with reporters after the 38-10 loss to the Dallas Cowboys at FedEx Field on Sunday afternoon? Uh, This was something, quote, I think we had our ups and downs with the enemy. I might be the only one to say it, but I think we had our ups and downs. We had some good. We had some bad. It's one of those things where something new comes in after you've been used to something else for a couple years, and sometimes you can bang heads. But I respect him for coming to work every day and being the same person every day. If you have a person who comes in and can be the same person, you can get on board with that. End quote. So, you know, it wasn't like Logan ripped Eric, but Logan certainly expressed some dissatisfaction with Eric. Now, remember, Logan Thomas about a year ago complained about the commander's previous offensive coordinator, Scott Turner. So maybe Logan's a complainer, but, you know, maybe Logan speaks truth. And what he said right there was telling because it seemed like Logan wanted to sound off on Eric Bieniemy. Also, right guard Samuel Cosme. He on Monday morning in a season-ending session with reporters said, quote, I wanted to run the ball more. We needed more balance, end quote. Put aside whether you agree with that or not, that clearly was a shot at Eric Bieniemy. You know, the cause that is Eric Bieniemy finally getting an NFL head coaching job uh, was not helped by what happened this season. Uh, Eric, though, is believed to still be under contract with the Commanders. Josh Harris on Monday afternoon on his timeline for assembling the Commanders' new football operations regime and on where current Commander staffers stand in everything happening. Yeah, so I'm going to run a um, thorough but rapid process. I mean, obviously, uh, we need the next leadership here because we got a lot of work to do. You know, we have the draft, we have the off season, we have uh, we have you know a lot of draft capital that we need to be get prepared for. Uh, ultimately, free agency uh, combines, but on the other hand, you know, this is a really important decision, and so it's going to be a. Uh, rapid but thorough process. I mean, ideally, uh, you would have the head of the front office in place uh, before you ultimately select a coach, because obviously that's important. Uh, but, you know, look, again, like we're not in full control of the time frame, because what we're ultimately trying to do is, is you know, end up with the best people, and, you know, the best people generally have alternatives. So um, that's what I would say. In terms of, I spoke with... Um, the front office leadership and and the and the coaching staff, some of the coaches today, and you know I appreciate that from their view, from their point of view, there's uncertainty. Uh, but I've just asked them I've, to be a, a part, to bear with us, and to just uh, to do their jobs, right? Uh, to continue to run the football team, uh, and you know everyone to a person has said that they care about the club, they care about the franchise. 
um, and that they uh, want to be part of the solution. And so, uh, obviously, without uh, the um, head coach and without the head of the front office in place, you know, there's some there's some uncertainty for them. And I respect that and am sympathetic to it. But on the other hand, they're professionals, and and so uh, you know, we're working through it. Yeah, so as I said earlier, Josh Harris on Monday only fired Ron Rivera. Still employed, for instance, are general manager Martin Mayhew and executive vice president of football slash player personnel Marty Herney. But as I posted on X on Monday morning, I would not read anything into the two Martys uh, or anyone else still being employed by the commanders. The idea is for whoever is running commanders football operations moving forward to decide on everyone. And I fully expect that person to take a sledgehammer (laughs) to the current staff. Uh, I earlier mentioned that Josh Harris is the managing partner for the 76ers. He has 76ers owner famously greenlit the process, uh, which was an aggressive, unapologetic, analytics-based rebuild that involved tanking and did take a while. Uh, Josh Harris on Monday afternoon on whether he views the commander situation as a patient rebuild or a quick turnaround. Yeah, listen, um, this was not a fun season for the ownership group. I mean, we're, we're right there with the fans in terms of uh, sweating every loss. Uh, and so, I mean, obviously, if we could write the script, it would be a quick turnaround. But on the other hand, um, you have to make long-term decisions uh, and do things in a very, you know, one person at a time, one athlete at a time. And so sometimes they take longer, right? So I think what my, my view is that we want it to be as quick as we can, but the ultimate goal, right, is to be an elite team that's competing for championships. And so, um, when you do, I find that when you do things quickly, uh, you you know sometimes you know you set yourself back. And so, the, my orientation is to do make the right decisions and uh, let the time frame you know take its own course. Uh, I mean, obviously, I, I want a winning franchise quickly. But on the other hand, you know, for me, it's about making the right decisions. Yeah. And the truth about the NFL is that if a new football operations regime is good, then the turnaround can and should happen quickly, should happen within a season or two. The Houston Texans are a perfect example. They lost at least 12 games in each of three consecutive regular seasons, 2020 through 2022. But the Texans in the 2023 regular season went 10 and 7 and 1 the AFC South and what was D'Amico Ryan's first season as Texans head coach. Uh, Of course, a big help was taking quarterback C.J. Stroud with the number two overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. And, oh, (laughs) looky, looky, who has the number two overall pick in the 2024 NFL Draft? The Commanders. Uh, One more for you from Josh Harris on Monday afternoon. He was asked for a message for us, Commanders fans. Here's what he said. Yes, yeah, so my, we- my message to the Washington fan base is thank you. You guys showed up in droves. Uh, you believed in us. Uh, we sold out every game, uh, even with a four-win season. Now, granted, there are a few visiting fans there. But that's on us. Uh, we're not in the playoffs. Uh, and, um, and so thank you for showing up. And the future is bright. Uh, we have a lot of cap space. 
We have uh, a great ownership group. We're very committed to winning for this city and uh, look forward to showing you in addition to telling you over the next series of uh, years. Amazingly, the Commanders did sell out every home game in the 2023 regular season, but like Josh Harris indicated, via some humor, a good bit of that uh, was opposing teams' fans going to games at FedEx Field. Well, we Saturday through Monday have six games that make up the wild card round of the NFL playoffs. A whole lot of opportunity to make money via Underdog Fantasy, which offers daily pick'em games that are super easy and fun. Just correctly pick whether certain players at each game will go higher or lower given totals, and you win. Underdog Fantasy, it is the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports, and it has a special offer for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast, a deposit match of up to $100 for all new customers who sign up with the promo code GALDI and to make a first deposit of at least $10. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app and use that promo code GALDI. Underdog Fantasy also offers season-long fantasy with a zero-stress scenario of no waivers, no trades, even no lineup setting. We all know that playing fantasy sports can be ultra-time-consuming. Well, Underdog Fantasy removes the time consumption but keeps the fun and the potential to win money and take advantage of the free money. If you sign up now with the promo code GALDI, my last name, G-A-L-D-I, GALDI, Underdog Fantasy will double your first deposit with up to $100 in bonus cash when you make your first deposit of at least $10. So in other words, if you deposit $100, you get $100 for free. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code GALDI. Check out underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app and use the promo code GALDI. Must be 18 or older, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona, and must be present in a state in which Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY. And in Tennessee, call 1-800-889-9789. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, we all love the NFL and we all love pizza. So make Little Caesars part 
of your NFL game day. Little Caesars is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL. Order online during Little Caesars Pizza Pizza pregame, which is one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day Sunday. You can pick your favorite Little Caesars pizza. You can pick the toppings that you crave, kind of like picking NFL winners, only with Little Caesars pizza, you never lose. Uh, And Little Caesars offers convenient delivery, as well as the in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the game. Little Caesars Pizza Pizza. Our tanking Wizards on Monday night played one of the best teams in the NBA, and our tanking Wizards on Monday night predictably lost uh, a 136-128 loss to the Oklahoma City Thunder at Capital One Arena. The Wizards for this NBA regular season now are 6-30, third worst record in the NBA. The Thunder for this NBA regular season now is 24 and 11, third best record in the NBA. The Wizards trailed for all of the second, third, and fourth quarters, although this was a relatively close game for a good chunk of the game, but the Wizards' defense, again, was really bad. They allowed the Thunder to score 136 points. The Wizards allowed the Thunder to go 14 of 28 on threes. The Wizards got shredded in the paint, allowed the Thunder to score 70 points in the paint and go 35 of 53 in the paint. Uh, Now, the Wizards' offense was good. Uh, The Wizards scored 128 points, went 15 of 32 on threes, 29 of 57 on twos, and 25 of 29 on free throws. Uh, Kyle Kuzma, he in 37 minutes, 11 seconds as a starter, went 0 of 5 on threes, but also 10 of 19 on twos and 2 of 2 on free throws. He finished with 22 points, 15 rebounds, including four offensive boards and five assists versus two turnovers. Jordan Poole, uh, off a really bad weekend, was better. He, in 29 minutes, 19 seconds as a starter, went four of eight on threes, four of nine on twos, and four of five on free throws. He finished with 24 points and five assists versus one turnover. But Wizards head coach Wes Unsell Jr. played Poole for just three minutes, 47 seconds in the fourth quarter. So this was yet another instance of Poole barely playing or not playing in a fourth quarter. Additionally, West benched starter Daniel Gafford for the entirety of the fourth quarter. Uh, Landry Shamit was back. He returned from a two-game absence caused by left hamstring soreness, and he in just 16 minutes, 12 seconds off the bench had 15 points, two steals, two blocks, two rebounds, and one assist. He did go just one of four on threes and did commit three turnovers, but he also went two of three on twos and eight of nine on free throws. And Shamit in the fourth quarter played for nine minutes, 38 seconds, and scored 12 points. Uh, Now, we late night on Monday night did have some Wizards news. So the team announced that it had waived 6-3 Ryan Rollins. Uh, Ryan Rollins is one of the guys who the Wizards got from the Golden State Warriors last July 6th in the Chris Paul trade. Uh, The Wizards waiving Ryan Rollins is surprising. Uh, Now, he had barely played for the Wizards this season, but when he had played, he actually had played pretty well. And considering that we're now less than a month away from the NBA trade deadline on February 8th, 
at 3 p.m. Eastern. You would think that a guy like Rollins, who is in just his age 21 season, might have played more uh, once the Wizards made their trades. Uh, Next up for the Wizards at the Indiana Pacers, Wednesday night at 7. And that will do it for you and me for now. Keep the feedback coming. You can hit me up on X at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Wednesday show, episode 737. We'll include a lot for you on the Commanders, including a conversation with Commanders insider Ben Standing of The Athletic. Also on Wednesday show, I'll talk Georgetown basketball. The Hoyas are home to Seton Hall Tuesday evening at 630. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, and I'll talk to you on Wednesday. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. To be continued.